0: be seated. Our scripture reading this morning comes from 2 Kings, the 5th chapter, verses 1 through when I stop. Naham, commander of the army and the king of Aram, was a great man and had high favor his master, with his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram, the man, though a mighty warder, suffered from leprosy. Now, the Armenians are one of the raids, had a, taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel. She served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he could cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life, that the man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn, torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, "I thought that for me he would surely he would surely come out and stand and call the name of the Lord his God, and would wave a hand over the spots and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Pharpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters in Israel?" Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in rage. But his servant approached him and said, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more then, when all he said to you was wash and then be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored, like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Word of God to the people of God. Good morning, church. Good morning. We're glad to have everyone with us, whether you're in the house or you're, you're online or watching us later on this week. We're all family here at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. If you're with us for the first time, you're family too. Welcome to the family. Let's take a moment to, to wave at each other here in the house and, and maybe wave at those who are online so that we can let them know that they are part of the family as well. Please comment in the section as, as uh, our prayer request or, or in the comment section so that we may know you're here and we may respond to you. We love hearing from you, with even those of you that are in the house. Just shout it out if the Spirit moves you. Um, I'm Pastor Regina and I, I look forward to spending our time together this morning. What an exciting announcement that we had last week uh, about a wonderful opportunity before Good Shepherd to be debt-free by 2023. What a celebration that will be. I hope you're praying now about how you can be a part of the realization of of this God-sized dream and as as the future possibilities that this call represents. Our guiding verses for this dream uh, and our future are ones that you should now become familiar with. First one's from Isaiah 43:18 and 19. "Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you, per, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the second comes from Habakkuk two: three. "For there is still a, a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end. It does not lie. Even if it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. These verses collectively remind us that God has new things in store for Good Shepherd. Change, growth, and a recommitment to stepping out in faith as we trust God even in times of waiting. Even when we do not immediately see the outcomes. We remember that our hope is found in God. As we began to courageously listen for God's voice and and follow and allow God to direct our future, we can begin to embrace the life-giving, tangible steps to become the church that God is calling us to be. Last week we were invited to come home, to come home to broadening our thinking about where home really is and what hope really is defined by Jesus. We are challenged to, to follow Christ home by unconditionally going where God is calling us to go even when the road is unfamiliar and we may not fully know or see our next steps. We are called to find our home in Christ where the possibilities are endless. This week, we will focus on what steps we must take to realize the dream of coming home. Journeys are a part of life, right? We can't get anywhere we're going if we don't begin with our first steps. Many of us will pack our bags and go somewhere over the next few weeks or maybe we've just gotten back from a trip. Some of us, it may be a weekend getaway. Others, maybe a short trip uh, during the day or maybe even a, a cross-country jaunt. However we go and where, whatever we do, we can't get to our destination without taking the first steps. We began today to take our first step toward the realization of a dream. Parts of it known, Other portions still in discernment, but all of it in God's hands and in God's timing. Our journey begins with listening to the voice of God. In our scripture reading today, we we encounter the prophet Elisha, the king of Israel, a servant girl to Naaman's wife, and Naaman, the commander of Aram's army. Naaman was a successful warrior, but he had leprosy. Not a good thing in that day and time. Naaman's wife had the servant girl who was a daughter of Israel who believed that Elisha, a prophet from Samaria, could cure Naaman. She shared this information with her mistress who told Naaman the news. Naaman secured the passage to Israel from the king of Aram along with provisions provided by the king. He took these provisions to the king of Israel to be cured of his leprosy. To say the least, the king of Israel was distraught by this request thinking that the king of Aram was was trying to pick a fight with Israel. He tore his clothing, which was a sign of distress. Elisha heard of the king's distress and sent word for the king to send Naaman to him. The king sent Naaman to Elisha, and off Naaman, Naaman went. But upon his arrival to Elisha's house, he was greeted by a messenger with a message from Elisha to go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Now, after a long journey two stops along the way one at the king of israel's house and now at elijah's house only to be told by a messenger to go and take a bath seven times in the jordan river naaman was not too happy naaman's expectations were for some interaction with this prophetic miracle worker maybe some flashing lightning a, a rolling thunder the the visible demonstration of a cure at the very least he wanted some pomp and circumstance he was only told to go wash in the Jordan River. Sounds too easy of a fix. After all, there were rivers in Damascus where he, where he came from where he could have washed. Naaman was mad. And he went away venting his rage. Imagine he was pouting a little bit, don't you? One of his servants saw what was going on and he took this opportunity to put things in perspective for Naaman. The servant asked, If the prophet had commanded you to do something different, Would you have done it? That was an easy fix. So Naaman listened to the word of the servant and the directions of Elisha. He went down to the Jordan, washed seven times, and guess what? What happened? He was cured, right? His flesh was restored and he was clean. Naaman learned a valuable lesson that day. He learned that listening often is the first step to greatness. He learned that sometimes uh, obedience and submitting to authority means recognizing the voice of God that comes through others' voices. What might we learn if we take the risk to listen? What does it take for us to hear the voice of God? How willing are we to hear the voice of God through others? Today's story is one of deep significance. Elisha appears to do very little to accomplish Na- Naaman's goal of healing. Actually, God did all the work. Elisha and, his servant and and the servant girl of Naaman's mistress were only conduits that God used to heal a man and cure an uncurable disease. Elisha was content with working behind the scenes to let God be God. Now, given our unique situation, the real possibility of being debt free by 2023, all the ministry, the opportunities and, and possibilities, and the opportunities that such an accomplishment opens, the dreaming and the discernment that is yet to come, where do we see ourselves in this story? Are we the servant girl who knows the right person to get the job done? Are we Naaman, the commander of the army? Who needs to be cured from whatever ailment we possess, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Are we the king of Aram with all the resources available to make this dream a reality? Are we the king of Israel who's quick to assign motive, create excuses, and make it all about us? Are we Elisha who trusts that God gives us a dream and that if God gives us a dream... God has the power to see the dream accomplished. Are we Naven's servant who offers encouragement along the way as the journey toward the dream? Each of us can align ourselves with someone in this story, maybe more than one. None of us can escape from being found among the players in this story. For a dream to be realized, all of us must do our part. Not the part of someone else, and not in the way someone else does their part. We must listen to how God is calling us to do our part. These words may come directly from God, or through the words and actions of others. How the word comes is not important, but what is important is that we listen to the word that comes. The words and actions we receive from God may seem as simple as washing in the Jordan, These words and actions we receive from God may seem beneath who we hold ourselves up to be. The words we receive from God may even make us angry or resentful of the situation. But we must follow through. We must follow through with the words that we hear even if it comes from unexpected sources like a prophet's messenger or a young attendee. Oftentimes, Such sources are an invitation for us to trust and to be obedient to God even if it defies the world's logic. If we read further in chapter 15, we hear, Then he, meaning Naaman, returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except Israel. Naaman realized that God is faithful, compassionate, and almighty because of this healing act. God restores even the most broken and undeserving among us. God does so without desiring anything in return except for a relationship with us. Where are we today? Are we standing at the water's edge deciding whether or not to dip ourselves in the waters of faith as many times as we are asked to do so? Will we get wet and seize the opportunity that God has given us? Or will we choose to stay on the safe, dry ri- riverbank and watch the miracle occur? Because, folks, miracle's going to occur. God is here, God is working. Where will you be in the story? As you come to communion this morning, I want you to take, take the opportunity to come. And be ready to receive what God has to say to you today. As we move into this time of communion together, the the liturgy will be on the screen. And all are welcome because this is God's table. It is not Good Shepherd's table. It is not the table of, of the United Methodist Church. But this is Christ's table. And all are welcome. Christ invites you to His table. All who love Him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night he gave himself up for us, he took bread, broke the bread and gave gave thanks to you and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, he took the cup, blessed it, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By Your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through Your Son, Jesus Christ, with Your Holy Spirit, in Your holy church, all honor and glory is Yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. If those who are assisting me will come forward, please. welcome. We do have gluten-free options uh, in the center, and if you're more comfortable with the uh, individual servings, they will be in the center. Otherwise, we will serve by intention. We will take a piece of bread, you will dip it in the cup, and the altar is open for you to pray. Come as you're able. Slide
1: that. Slide that. Come to the body, all who
0: are Holy God, we thank you. We thank you that we can come to the river and be filled with your presence, your peace and your presence. Lord, we just ask that you go with us now as we leave this place, that we may share that peace with others. Amen.